0: Icy, back to you, enjoying just a summery evening in the park.
1: Wow. All these are underrated, man. These are all great times, great moments in life. Jeez. Uh, As long as there's no Canadian smoke, fire smoke, uh, blowing into your picnic on that summery evening uh, and, and blocking the sun, then it's a great time.
2: footy fellas welcome to footy fellas coming at you from chicago and minnesota we're gonna be talking soccer playing games playing mind games talking life mix that up we got a little something for you this week's episode is sponsored by canadian fire smoke alliance if you haven't yet, there's a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at footyfellaspod, F-O-O-T-Y, fellas pod. Today we are discussing the US going deep in multiple tournaments with the US men's national team into the Gold Cup finals and the US women's national team into the Olympic semifinals. A lot to be excited about if you're a US US fan or not, and you just you stumbled across this podcast.
1: Still a lot to be excited about. How are we feeling today, fellas? feeling fantastic actually woke up a bit early uh maddie had trouble sleeping she woke me up and we had some artistic gymnastics as they call it uh for the women's team this morning bright and early she was up at 4 30 i was up at 5 30 and uh yeah the u.s the u.s gymnasts putting in work per usual Suni lee wrapped up bronze and um michaela skinner is it Michaela Skinner? Is that her last name? Yeah, she got uh, silver, which is huge. Who got gold? Uh, a very, very talented Brazilian got gold in the vault, which is what Michaela Michaela got silver in, and then on the uneven bars, a um, uh, Belgian got gold. Suni Lee, uh, I didn't watch Suni Lee go. She is, she is the best in the world. She just didn't have a a top tier performance this morning, which is unfortunate. But hey. Now she's got the full gambit. She's got the gold, silver and bronze.
0: When Suni won, I hit up my mom and was like, whoa, Suni Lee won. Like, like, is that a big deal? Like, like she's more tapped in, obviously with gymnastics and all the good Olympic sports. And, um, and she was like, nah, like, (laughs) Suni Lee was always like second best in the world. So once Simone was out of the picture, it was like, yeah, of course she was going to win. So, yeah. Bring it, you know, classic bandana Janice to, like, bring down the mood. I was trying to be patriotic and supportive of her sport. But no, she was like, no, this is classic. It kind of is like when she tries to talk soccer and it's like, oh, like, Chelsea won, huh? That was kind of crazy. I'm like, yeah, it actually was, Mom. Wow, okay. Like, I see you. I see you. And she'll be like, because Pep always overthinks it, right? He always overcomplicates it. And he can't can't do this simple, simple lineup. He started with too many offensive players. Then he couldn't revert back to, like, a defensive shape. Like, all right, mom. Like, come on, let's take away your athletic subscription. This is crazy. (laughs) This is
2: nuts. You've been watching way too much Tifo. (laughs) She's a huge YouTuber now. She's really big. Bandanas, Janice, footy, (laughs) Tifo, bandana, Janice. That would totally be her if
0: she was actually on Instagram or like Twitter. At bandana Janice really would be pretty perfect. I'm looking it up right now. I don't think anyone's gonna have that. But if they did, I wouldn't be surprised because that's just it rolls
2: off the tongue. That had to have been a big deal in Minnesota, though. Ice, right? When SUNY Lee won.
1: Oh, yeah. Massive. Uh, especially for St. Paul, specifically where she's from. You know, she's the first Hmong American to actually make the team. First Hmong American to obviously then win a medal. Uh, so, uh, yeah, great. Great for the whole state. Great for the Hmong community. She means a lot. They've been going
2: heavy on the family shots which makes sense because they're trying to simulate fans and the emotion and family and all that with the olympics and with no fans actually there aside from the athletes watching each other play sometimes they love those shots after the competition when they're interviewing the winner and they will show the family back home watching in orlando florida or all you know her whole family in saint paul watching and it's like 20 or 30 screaming family members cheering her on and then they're trying to have a real conversation in there for TV. So like, Mom, like, what do you want to say to SUNY, Mom? And, the, you know, the whole group's there all crowded around the camera wanting to get airtime on NBC. And then Suni has one headphone in doing the interview in Tokyo. <laughs> They've
1: really played those up. I've told you guys about this, but they're really good series uh, following SUNY, Michaela, and a couple other gymnasts uh, leading up to the Olympics and the Olympic trials and stuff. And on Peacock, and I watched that, and it got me definitely more into their background stories and like way more into their performance this Olympics. And Suni honestly has just had a really tough year. Um, you know, she had a couple relatives pass away due to COVID and her dad within the last year or two got paralyzed falling off a ladder. Um, so, you know, he's like, he's, he's like her best friend. And so, I mean, that's why they were showing I think, a lot of pictures of, of her dad and mom, but yeah, just means a lot to them. And, to the whole it's the whole mung community too i can't stress that enough she really she really is sort of an icon
0: i mean just so you guys know my mom though like knew that she was like second best in the world so like it wasn't like that surprising that she did it. like like objectively like on paper
2: like she was expected to do well so like you understand it's a big deal to some people but, but like, your mom kind of saw it but coming. like
0: just so you know my mom was like <laughs> It was pretty obvious she was going to win it. Like, yeah. It was pretty clear. Yeah.
2: So, so let's move on. Then I guess it's not actually that big of a deal. A deal.
0: Okay. <laughs> aside, my mom probably like loves that aspect of the story and didn't want to pull that in. So that, that's the stuff she lives for too. The whole reason she loves
2: the Olympics. That's the back, why we love the, the Olympics. Stories. You love that. Yeah, exactly. It's, so, it's
0: it's very individualistic. You get to see these these families and all that stuff. That's so great story.
2: The Caleb Dressel interview is my favorite because those – Uh, Video calls are sponsored by Microsoft Teams, and they make a point to shout that out because they're the sponsor. And there has to be some minimum amount of time they promise Teams to show these calls. And so Caleb had this, you know, touching moment with his wife, and he was he's kind of tearing up and saying, "It's been a really tough year. I love you guys. You know, can't wait to see you back home." And then. They say the same thing, and then they're both kind of sitting there for five seconds. And then the the interviewer says, "Anything else you want to say to your family, Caleb?" And it's just like you know the producers behind the scenes, like we need more. Like we're rolling, rolling, stretch right. it out, stretch it out. Right. right. So it, it's real. There's some elements that feel sort of sponsored and sort of forced, but those moments are what we live for, and that's what they're trying to so manufacture more of.
0: Sounds like a standard interview with me. Just yeah. Oh, we're still going. Give us more. Give us more. So we. <laughs> Five, five more seconds. Uh, five
2: more minutes. Oh, of what are we talking about? <laughs> we talked about every... That's why your athletic career collapsed. Not because of your playing ability. <laughs> yeah. You were just so bad pre and post game. Teams couldn't put up with you. It's. Uh, I, it reminds me of this video that a friend just
0: sent me recently. And I haven't sent to you guys. And now I'm sending it to you so that you guys can review later. But it is uh, an interview I did um, in college. Yeah. Uh, I think I've sent it to you guys before. Maybe I haven't. Just know that exists. You've, you now how it in your inbox. You'll check it out at some point.
2: Okay, might have to. I don't know if there's any video element. <laughs> there is, it is it a real element? Yeah. Is there is a real interview? It's a real interview. Would audio do it justice? Can we can we splice it in here? Uh, we
0: could. Uh, it's pa- it's painful for me to watch. It's okay. painful. It's it's not, but it is. It's like it's awkward to watch yourself. Was software. this
1: was this the interview you got after scoring a winning goal in a game? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh. Yep. Yep. Let, let's cut to the interview. Let's okay. cut to the interview really quick.
3: Okay. Right now we have men's soccer players Max Jones and Brandon Susa, to tell us about you know, their awesome performance in their, in their NASCAR quarterfinals this last Saturday. So Max, you scored. Tell me about that. Um, it's my first goal, honestly. <laughs> it was very exciting. Um, I really don't remember much about it. I remember the effort put into the celebration, and, uh, and that's just about, that's about it. But it was exciting, exciting to say the least. And Brendan, you insisted. So how did you manage to see Max and pass the ball off to him?
2: Uh, well, Dylan Hoy, uh, who was playing outright, right, made a good run across the field and uh, made space for Max to run. Uh, I gave him a ball, and uh, he made a really good finish. Uh, and then, again, with the celebration, great, great effort put in the celebration
3: Thank you. by us, that. So what did you guys ex- exactly do for your celebration? Um, I, okay, so I kind of, I was planning on doing a kind of salsa dance <laughs> in the corner, but uh, the adrenaline was pumping, and I just kind like of do- like dove into the ground expecting more people to come, but uh, just, just Sousa here jumped on me, and then, and then it was kind of awkward for a little bit, but then, I don't know, people were too happy to really make anything out of it, but uh, it, was, it was fun. <laughs>
2: Pretend we just watched the interview. Have you seen it recently enough where you can comment on? Give us some backstory there.
0: I can, um, and you guys will. Okay, so we're we're we're, we're pretending that we have. We seen just put it, it we, in. Okay, great. everyone just okay. heard it. Um, at so, least part of it. So, some of the backstory for for this, um, it this is just after the quarterfinal of the NESCAC tournament, sophomore year, um, twenty fourteen, I think, or twenty thirteen maybe 2013 fall. And um, uh, I had scored, I was assisted by another guy, another sophomore, Brandon Sousa, shout out. And um, we were asked to go on this show. They were doing this, this on-campus uh, West pregame is what it was called, where they had like their own production studio set up and they were just practicing doing that whole broadcast thing. And they brought in me and Brandon to talk for like five minutes about the game. They had a different segment where they brought on football players. They just brought on different team sports and stuff. So we showed up and we were like really nervous. And in hindsight, it's funny because the comment, like the anchor, the, the the interviewer, she herself was kind of stiff and (laughs) awkward too. It's like, no one really was fully comfortable being here. (laughs) We're just all talking. (laughs) And it was, um, it was uh it was definitely i i was it was my first experience like having to be in like in front of a camera having to be eloquent talk through things and brandon was very much not a guy for this type of scene um was was kind of sitting in the background and and if he took too long i I thought we were doing a give and take so i would answer one question then he would go and then i would go and something but if he was taking too long i would like kind of like look over or something like all right i'm jumping in here like i'm gonna do this and um and it and it turned into it turned into just a lot of random talk, and there's some awkward bits where I like don't know how to end my sentence, so I just trail off awkwardly or repeat a word. I don't remember what it was, but a
2: great experience
0: looking back on it. It's very nice very, experience. Very just it it encapsulates its cringe in <laughs> in video form. It's really it's really great to watch. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, we'll put it on
2: those socials. You guys will check it out another time. But yeah, and you'll hear it here too. Nice. I was that I Did, like people start talking about that after the big interview? People on the Wesleyan campus
1: just <laughs> mentioning that talk of the campus. Everyone was like, "Geez, have you seen this kid? We used to like him on the team <laughs> uh, <laughs> before this interview." <laughs> uh, no, it was just talked about in our friend group. Um, Jones is actually ta- he he showed us it and said, "Hey guys, check this out," and then we all had good laughs after after watching it. And- it was good, yeah. You know, it, it was cool that we had a, a buddy who was getting interviewed and just scored a sick goal for his team. So we were yeah. we were kind of uh, hyped about it.
0: That goal also exists too. So we'll put together a um, a montage, maybe a career montage, of all three of Max's goals in college. <laughs> Wait, I don't have the other two, so just one. You could have said like seven. Then <laughs> we only got one on tape, but
2: I scored twelve goals, I mean, five assists.
0: I think the impressive part of breaking the record for goals in a single season is the fact that like we didn't record. Uh, the other 32 of them so uh, you just have the one but it's great
2: I I had a similar interview experience at Hamilton where I went on a show that was in the in its infancy broadcast they're figuring it out nice people nice people one of them who was doing the show lives in Chicago and she's she's a nice person even though I haven't haven't met up with her Um, but the killer question great answering questions about the season fun talking about you know our our thoughts strategy heading into the season building off last season's success that kind of stuff and then at the end it was just a fun game to them and it was ge- geography based and it was like name these name like this african country oh boy or something and i had no shot yeah i had no shot my geography is like fine at best right and they were giving me hints like i would get there <laughs> And so it was two minutes of just me struggling. And I was like, look, I don't know. <laughs> like, are we keeping this in or what's the, how is this bit going to be used? You know, like, do I have to drop out? So that's,
1: that's tough. They should have started with the United States a little easy one. I, you have trouble finding Wisconsin on the map. Is that, is that true?
2: <laughs> is that in Africa? Uh,
1: no, <laughs>
2: sure isn't. Okay. Yeah. I struggled on that one. That was a tough <laughs> one for me. <laughs> yeah, just you know, but it's fun, fun experience. Have you seen speaking of those types of interviews? ice have you seen the new Ted Lasso first episode?
1: Yes, I have. What do you think um, about Ted Lasso coming back? Yeah, no, I love it. It's great. They've got they've really leaning into the one-liners, to Ted's one-liners cuz those were uh I felt like so those were so popular when uh you know, first season and now this season they're, they're really, they're really go like everything he says. He's got a one liner in there, which we'll see if it's too much or uh, if they can keep it going uh, so far. They're, they're good. I like it.
0: We, uh, we started it too. It just hits the, all the feels again. Excited. I wonder how many episodes we, we've we got now. We haven't watched in a while. Maybe we've got two or three that we can um, crunch into, but same old, same old. Don't need to fix it. It's great. I love the introduction of the, uh, well, I won't spoil but there's a new character okay. that seems yeah. uh, psychologist, sports yep. psychologist. Yep, just ruined the fucking. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that, was it the, that was that was the reveal. Was, <laughs> that's it. That's the huge surprise. They brought in Jamie Carricker to be the psychologist. <laughs> but you know, whatever. I
2: agree with you. I see that there's so many lassoisms. I don't know how long you can go with them still feeling golden, with each of them feeling like a little rainbow. So they need they need to have a whole new storyline that can live on its own this year.
0: Yeah, right.
2: Let's jump into some last week today. Update you what's going on in the soccer world. Tony, cue the music. We'll start with Olympic soccer. On the men's side, we've got Mexico, Brazil, Japan, and Spain all into the semifinals. Mexico, Brazil in the semifinals is actually a rematch of the 2012 Olympic finals. So that'll be a good one. Japan versus Spain. Spain was the the pre-tournament favorites, but Japan has probably looked, looked the best throughout. Very consistent, won all their group stage games and uh as playing for their country, playing at home, representing really well. So, exciting semifinal matchups on the men's side. On the women's side, we've got US, Canada, Sweden, and Australia all into the semifinals. US-Canada is the North American showdown, that much I know geographically. And Sweden is looking to continue their dominance in this tournament over Australia. They've by far and away, look the best side. They beat the U.S. in their opening group stage game. They've cruised every game since then. So Sweden is probably the team to beat. U.S. with a a crazy 2-2 penalty kick victory over the Netherlands in the quarterfinals, which we're going to get much more into later on. Gold Cup, U.S. over Qatar 1-0 into the finals now against Mexico, who beat Canada 2-1 in extra time. We're going to get into that U.S. game over Qatar and some Gold Cup action later on. And then we got a couple transfers. So just going to list the two biggest ones and we might get into some more transfer talk right after this. But Ben White officially to Arsenal for 50 million pounds and Rafael Varane to Man U for 41 million pounds. So some big Premier League arrivals this year. Overall, just a lot of soccer coming up in August. We've got Gold Cup final tonight when we're recording. We've got Olympic finals coming up soon. UEFA Super Cup. Every major league starting up around the world. League A, Bundesliga, La Liga, Premier League, Syria A. And we've got MLS Rivalry Week. So a lot of soccer on the docket for August.
0: Awesome. When is uh, MLS Rivalry Week?
2: Do you know when? Yeah, it's August 20th through the 29th, I believe. Longer than an actual week. I I always
0: forget how exciting MLS... MLS, I think, over the past couple of years has really done a great job of having like the first round of the playoffs, um, um, having some of these rivalry weekend or weeks where they just kind of jam-pack them all and you're able to watch nonstop exciting soccer. Usually it's pretty compelling stuff. Um, so that's that's great. Thanks for bringing that up. I totally forgot about that.
1: Yeah, August is the month of soccer, baby. It really is. 12 days till the Prem and others, but the Prem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right around the corner, another another. It's it's August is also a big. Um, <clears throat> well, I guess it was technically July the the trade deadline in, in, in MLB where you had a lot of big hitting <laughs> pun intended um, transfers that came down and, and Chicagoans, uh, big Cubs fans were their their hearts were broken to see a lot of guys leave. Javi Bryant and Rizzo, uh, namely big three. Um, it's just sports, guys. Summer is just sports. We got sports. Got sports ending, sports beginning. Exciting stuff. You know, a lot of beginning and endings
2: also in the transfer market, too. We like sports and we don't care. Who knows? We
0: don't care.
2: What other transfers have, have caught your eye, Jones? Well, the thing that's been bubbling up that has
0: me excited is, um, and I'm not sure if these are legitimate or, or if they're just um, pending, but with the sale of Grealish to City. Should that happen, which is looking very likely, um, there are some new rumors popping of players then filling that void and going to Villa, such as Todd Cantwell, James Ward-Prowse, or Leon Bailey, who all would make the team that much better, um, and are all decently young enough. I mean, James Ward-Prowse is in in his prime, but young enough that the team is, is, is growing. Um, it feels like a nice move. Um, there's also our boy from transfer uh, from uh, uh, career mode, Luca Nets, who's uh, looking to go to Borussia Munchen. We all know his
2: potential, so we're feeling good there. I thought you were going to mention our other career mode FIFA boy, Daniel Malin, who's gone to Dortmund. Yeah. for a pretty big sum, thirty-three million dollars. He's a he was a he's a stud in FIFA. Great striker. Got Stryker. wheels. Got wheels. <laughs> he's got wheels. I love how much uh, FIFA just teaches us these things brian gill another big one i might be mispronouncing his name but to spurs so that's another premier league move pretty big fee there from sevilla
0: and then the um the one of the players of the tournament for the euros locatelli is looking very likely that he'll be off to juventus arsenal have been rumored to be in the mix but um frankly just juventus name checked him a
2: little bit (laughs) And that's, that's the state of Arsenal right now, which is tough. Looks like Harry Wilson, the youngster on Liverpool, has been transferred to Fulham as well. That one slipped through the cracks. I missed that one. But that's interesting because Fulham is in the championship. Mm. So they're spending somewhat big money, $15 million, to bring him in from Liverpool.
0: And I think the last one here, it's like somewhat soon. So it's like 80% uh Salah to the Chicago fire um mm. we'll see how that works but um but I I don't know I think it makes sense for this 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 point in his career he could really use a stepping stone um something to help boost his credibility um I see I see agrees too I think I think he's ready for Salah to kind
1: of move on and <laughs> spread his wings a little bit no 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 he's not going anywhere He's staying around.
0: Uh, Transfer market says something similar here, or different.
2: (laughs) Shoot. Wait. (laughs) Oh, God! No. There was a big MLS transfer recently. Austin FC brought in Sebastian Driussi from Zenit, St. Petersburg, Mm. in the Russian League. So that was a a pretty big move I saw people talking about online. He's a winger, and Austin has struggled to score. They... I think they they were tied at least as of a couple of days ago, tied for the least goal scored in the league, maybe 10 goals so far. And so they're trying to bring in some scoring prowess, some James Ward prowess nice. to uh, spark their, spark their offense. We'll see if it, if it helps out.
1: Exciting Here's thing. a, just a, just an interesting one. And, Maybe Fofs are going to think that uh, last week, what you guys said is is becoming true that I'm actually more Leeds than I am Liverpool. But it really is because Liverpool hasn't done Jack Daniels in the transfer world. But (laughs) Leeds United reportedly ready to fork out 30 million euros for Adama Traore from Wolves, who is also a target for Liverpool. So we got both teams vying, but it looks like Leeds put up the first figure for him. You know, I don't know how you guys feel about Adama Traore, but he's not my favorite i guess i can see him better on Leeds than i can on on liverpool i guess i would prefer that move uh, kind of selfishly over him coming to liverpool he's just very he's very direct i don't see much and that's his, i mean that's his style but i don't know um i don't know we'll see where this goes but it could be interesting
2: agree with that take completely let's head to our sponsor thank our sponsor which is a a fun one for today. Very out there sponsor for a soccer podcast. And when we come back, we're going to chat U.S. men's national team, gold cup, U.S. women's national team, Olympics, and bring some, uh, some pride, some American pride, some American excitement to your lives. Be right back.
1: Lately, both the air quality and visibility have been uncharacteristically poor in Minnesota. And likely some other states near the Canadian border. Last Thursday, the air smelled so much like campfire and grill combined, many questioned if their house or apartment building was on fire at that very moment. Large fires across the southern parts of Canada have been the culprit of such oddity and confusion for many, not the smoke itself, mind you. This is all the fire's fault. Here at the Canadian Fire Smoke Alliance, we want to make sure nobody blames the smoke for their increased asthma symptoms and itchy eyes. We want them to focus on the real issue, the fire itself. Don't blame the messenger, that is, fire smoke. Blame the inferno. What came first, huh? That's rhetorical. You know the answer. Fire smoke shouldn't get all the bad publicity. Paid advertisement from the Canadian Fire Smoke Alliance.
2: Pretty hard hitting from the, uh, Canadian fire smoke Alliance. You know, someone's got to run PR,
0: glad they chose us to deliver their message. They really got it in front of it too. They, they couldn't let this, you know, bad news continue spread to spread. Right. Yeah. They really, uh, like a
2: wildfire
0: so to speak. Yep. Exactly. Um, cause it can get t- toxic if people are talking about your brand like that, yep. you
2: know, you need to help, uh, call call Some of that, mm. some of that bad speak. People start inhaling a lot of rumors, bad news, right. fake news. Right. I'm glad they were able to to set us straight. Right. No,
0: it's good. That's good. Government fund. I'm assuming this is a government program. So that's. I think that's an effect effective use of of um, thousands
2: of government dollars of taxpayer
0: um, loons. Uh, what 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 dollars do they have in Canada?
1: Uh, they're called the the. Marks? Huckleberry Huckleberry fin coins
0: or something. Just, I don't know. Straight up flapjacks. They just give you a flapjack. <laughs> they
2: pull it out of their pocket and they slap it on the table. The Huckleberry fin coins. That's like a twenty years from now, the newest NFT, the newest uh, crypto. The Huckleberry fin coins.
1: <laughs> it's actually just hardened maple syrup, <laughs>
2: stale syrup. So have you noticed your? Did this ad hit home for you? Is your air quality in
1: Minnesota been subpar? Yeah,
0: this has nothing to do with him.
1: <laughs> today looks fantastic i can actually see the sky um it's been it's been horrendous here um, wow it's been it's been the most odd uh kind of experience I've, I've had ever living here in minnesota in terms of just smoke everywhere smells bad the air quality is terrible you know a bunch of warnings saying try not to do a lot outside um yeah it's it's very bizarre
0: Interesting. What, uh, is this a first for you guys?
1: Uh, definitely the worst it's been ever in the history. Um, I think it's happened before, but not to this magnitude. Uh, uh, allegedly, I heard that the, the wind patterns changed and it just blew it a lot down south directly over most of the state. And it's been. We actually have a, a, a warning until Tuesday. Well, yeah, the air quality. Let's, let's just do a quick number check. So I think, oh, wow, it dropped to 94. Okay, so this random air quality number, if it's, like, below 20, that's healthy. (laughs) So it's 94. It used to be 100. and It was 160 on Thursday. Jeez. Um, If it's in the 200s, it's really not good for anyone. Um, You're talking about about temperature, Fahrenheit? No, 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 no. This is some air quality index um, that... Yeah, that just gauges like how much, um, I think it's particulates are in the air. So we're, we're sitting at 94, which is better
2: than it used to be.
0: I'm no expert, but I, I'm pretty sure 200 degrees is really hot.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's not a good thing. No. Not you a, you learned something new though. Thanks for, for sharing that, I used to know. Tough one to transition from, but we're going to keep rolling and move into U.S. as a whole. We'll start with the Olympics, start with the U.S. women's national team, where people think they were going to win the gold, and it was a given. And they came into the tournament expecting to just fast-forward a couple weeks with a click remote, Adam Sandler, and watch the U.S. women's in the final win the final. Pretty quickly, we realized that wasn't the case when they lost to Sweden 3-0 three in their opening round matchup. They, of course, won their second matchup versus New Zealand, second game 6-1, tied Australia in the third game 0-0. And, and now we're in the quarterfinals where they just beat the Netherlands on penalties after a 2-2 thriller, real back and forth match. That was that was a really hectic game. I don't know if either of you caught, I mean, it was super early, but watched the highlights, saw the chances for both sides, the goals. It was such a back and forth, hectic game against the Netherlands who are a really, really strong women's side.
1: Yeah, I uh, I was fortunate enough to catch the ending of it, I think, you know, given the timing of, of matches uh, in Tokyo, but... I did catch the, I think from the 110th minute on and it uh, sounded like uh, a recurring theme for the U.S. women's national team. There were loads of offside goals called back. Um, I, I did see Kristen Press score a goal that got called back because she was barely offside. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I bet that's got to bring our goal tally up to probably double digits at this point for the tournament. Of how many have been called back, so uh, brutal in that regard. But it seems like they, they just did enough, and, and the PKs, of course, were fantastic. Our keeper, uh, whose name is is uh, Nair. blanking and listen, Nair. Nair. she did fantastic, um, saving two, and uh, Rapino hitting a saucy goal at the end to 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 win it and move them on. So very very cool PK shootout, but ideally not what they were wanting to do.
0: These games remind me how important it is to have a, a, a world-class keeper where you know a tournament is not going your way is like a great example of it where you're just a little, for lack of better words, you're a little constipated as a team. It's tough for you to get things um, through. It's tough for you to score. A lot of the goals are called offside. Um, and you rely with literally the last person on the line to help keep you in the game. And lo and behold, she was clearly the reason the U S made it through and hopefully can continue to progress to each next phase.
2: Yeah. Nair was great. She's on the red stars. So she's our, our local keeper and she's been great. She, she actually, she probably should have saved the second goal from the Netherlands. That was a, a tough one diving down to her right, but more than made up for it with three penalty saves, one during the game and then two in the PK shootout. Not many keepers are saving three, three penalties in a game. So that was, that was pretty incredible. And the U.S. team overall, uh, they looked good. They they were kind of tired at times. I think Netherlands being ranked fourth in the world, the U.S. is number one, but Netherlands is a really strong side. And, and Vivian Miedema, their striker who plays for Arsenal, I think, or at least used to play for Arsenal, one of the best players in the world, scored both goals. One of them, the first one was a really nice goal, scored both goals, and is going to win the golden boot for the tournament, even though the Netherlands are out because they when they played Zambia earlier on, she scored like six goals, something crazy, like four <laughs> goals or a ton of goals. Um, so I think she has she has double-digit goals. She might have scored either 10 or 11 goals in the tournament, which is sort of unheard of, but that one game helped out. So kind of crazy that even though the Netherlands are out, she's going to win golden boot. And uh, it was a rematch, rematch of the, the World Cup finals most recently, where the U.S. won 2-0, and it was an even closer game. I think it's just a sign of other teams getting closer and closer to the u.s's level of play now we've got a north american matchup against canada in the semifinals which should theoretically be an easier game canada is not at the same level of quality as the netherlands they are ranked eighth in the world so no slouches it's going to be a big game exciting one for the u.s we'll see which players step up like Mewis and uh who else scored muis and lynn williams did against the netherlands and then on the men's side We've got the Gold Cup, where we're in the finals, one one round further. Did we see that game against Qatar? People watched some of the game, some of the highlights?
0: I caught some of the highlights. I like also that when we pivot to the men, we say, okay, now let's talk men's, comma, Gold Cup, not the Olympics. We're nowhere in the Olympics. It's not even close, you know, because we suck. Like, let's talk about that other tournament that no one really cares about, the Gold Cup, <laughs> so that we can sound like we're relevant. But really, the U.S. team, really we're not. Uh, but we kind of are, though. Just this is like our B team. I saw the highlights. I didn't watch the game proper. Um, our boy, Mr. Hoppy, got in his hops and helped. Uh, oh, that was a previous game. Previous round. Hell yeah. That's how much I care about this this <laughs> tournament. Jesus. This was uh, Zardes. Zardes. Yes.
2: Late goal. 86th minute winner. He shows out in big games. see people are always arguing, oh, DK should be starting. He should be starting. It's such an interesting position where we're in that the US has such a depth of strikers where there's a real argument to be made of who should be starting for them. And we don't even have the full A team. But even among that, you know, A to B list, you've got those fellows. You got Sargent, you got Jeff Sargent, Hoppy. They have some strikers that are all playing in just top clubs around the world. There's also that
0: random dude that we had who scored the goal in like the semifinal of the Nations League uh cup that we had for the for the Concacaf, um the like french dude i'll look it up right now i'll
1: save myself <laughs> this is the eli geography all over again oh god you guys know right uh man of the
2: match so that game against Qatar, one nil zarda scores in the 86th minute man of the match most definitely matt turner their keeper he's keeper for the revolution in the mls He's had a great tournament, and that game really solidified his spot, in my mind, as their number one. You've got Stefan, you've got some other keepers that you could argue are still in the conversation, and they're still figuring it out. But with how good he's been recently, I think he's going to he's gonna keep being their starting keeper for, for games that matter. So huge game from Turner, a couple of insane reflex saves early. We actually have a, a video on our YouTube channel, if you want to check that out on just breaking down how good he was that game. And overall, this B team is outperforming, and we've got Mexico in the finals once again, who we seem to meet every major regional tournament, Concacaf wise.
0: While Mexico's men's team is also in the semifinals of the Olympics, so just highlighting a difference in nation capability. The name we were looking for, yes, listeners, you were right, is Jordan Cebachu, who was the guy who had scored in the semifinal against Honduras to put us over and get us to the final. Thank you.
2: Qatar also play a really exciting attacking style, which which folks will see on display in the World Cup. And I just was looking up their their coach's name, who I'd forgotten, but Felix Sanchez. He they were talking about during the broadcast. He's just brought this this kind of exciting style of play and more up tempo new life to Qatari soccer that they hadn't had before. But ahead of the World Cup, knowing they were going to be playing on a world stage, they brought him in, and Qatar looked good. They looked good against um, El Salvador beating them 3-2 in that that previous round, even though it was a 3-2 match. They just look exciting. They're kind of crispy. They outplayed the U.S. for a lot of the game, where that's when Turner had to step in with some big saves. So they'll be excited to watch in the World Cup. Maybe they'll win a game. Be kind of nice for the host, host nation. And we'll see what the U.S. can do against Mexico. It's a 6-2 all-time Mexico lead in those head-to-head CONCACAF final matchups. That's how many times they've met since like 19... 19- 90, i believe whenever these tournaments were started and they've met eight times mexico holds the lead six to two in those meetings so they've definitely dominated the rivalry up until the uh what was it nations league nations league final most recently so yeah the uh, the i mean it's the
0: on it's it was probably the best nations league final we've ever seen yeah Con- conca cafe yeah league yeah
2: final. so kind of a big the u.s win. could go on a streak here could yep. turn one victory in a row into two that'd be something big you can write home about that one. as the kids say. A couple of big games coming up. Men's national team in the finals against Mexico tonight. Women's national team Olympics semis and then hopefully finals. If they can get through Canada. So stay locked in with the US. Keep following us on Instagram. We'll provide some updates. Give us give you our thoughts. But now, we have our game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> when people hear that noise they know it's game of you the week time you know what time it is
3: of sunday. Game sunday 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 hey
0: guys uh it's really unnecessary but i appreciate the, that intro um tony yeah tony uh over under classic everyone's favorite um the the theme for today's over under Uh, is festivals, um, because I spent uh, my weekend um, um, with a lot of high school kids hanging out in Millennium Park and Grant Park listening to music and um, imbibing alcohol. Um, So let me start with uh, you, Mr. Winter. Um, Is hearing live music over, under, or rated?
1: Uh, Very, very underrated. Live music is fantastic it just seeing the emotions of the of the musicians adds just another layer that you need everyone needs in their life
0: Mm, i feel that eli um dealing with crowds at a festival is that over under or rated
2: it's rated because if you're into crowds if you're into festivals you know what the crowd's like you know what you're getting yourself into if you dislike festivals or you dislike crowds i think you know that ahead of time you know that about yourself so you you go in expecting something and that's pretty much what you get so that's a fair take
0: um back to you winter listening uh to a good new song for the first time
1: that is underrated um it just hits the ears differently you, the first time it just wow something about that song really really connects um it's a great feeling and you definitely go back for the second third fourth fifth listens and it just comes part of your part of your soundtrack to your life at that point wow beautiful, was very special kid Cudi <sighs> soundtrack to my life
0: <laughs> um eli over to you everything costing twice as much as it should over under or rated
2: That's super underrated. I love that. Yeah. I actually love that shit. Like I go to a festival thinking, wow, I just paid X number of dollars for these tickets. But probably what? They'll give me beer. They'll give me, you know, free AC and gift bags, goodie bags. I've only been to bar mitzvahs. Right. So that's kind of my expectation of a festival. And that's so underrated. Like that's just nice. (laughs) Right. I
0: mean, one of my questions was going to be the just amount of like Jewish people there too. Yeah. Which I you're gonna say it's like yeah. it's rated so the amount that you think are gonna exactly so it's a, it's a exactly. festival <laughs> um uh icy back to you enjoying just a summery evening in the park
1: wow all these are underrated man these are all great times <laughs> great moments in life geez uh as long as there's no canadian smoke fire smoke uh blowing <laughs> into your picnic on that summery <laughs> evening uh, and, and blocking the sun then it's a great time it's a great time love it
0: uh eli waiting two minutes in line to use the
2: bathroom over under or rated that's overrated okay. and i'll tell you why the way you phrased it yep when i'm standing in line for the bathroom i don't need to go yet right. so i'm not waiting oh, i'm pre-emptive. going preemptively nice. it's proactive nice. so i know i'll need to pee it's usually like 20 30 minutes from then okay so i just stand in line then once you pee, you pretty much get back in line
0: nice <laughs> so you're just constant <laughs> rotation you're not you're not going anywhere you're just Getting in line. For That's the, the
2: beauty of music festivals is the music is everywhere. Yeah. Including inside the Portageon. john
0: <laughs> I mean, and if you bring your own speakers too, you can set up your own mini <laughs> festival. And <laughs> yeah, I just
2: have my headphones and I listen to whatever music I want. That's underrated. That's free.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, I see last one here, catching that headline act. Everyone's talking about the next day. Is that over under or rated?
1: Man. I would say generally it's overrated. Mm-hmm. The hype, the hype generally out outperforms the actual performance of the of the headliner, um, and so yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say you know buy those tickets and, and wait those hours for the headliner when you're probably seeing some very quality uh, lead ups performance performances to the headliner. So uh, it, it's it's uh, where I say under overrated. I say overrated. It's overrated. Fair take.
0: Um, over to you, last one, Eli. Jamming into a packed train with sweaty, bedazzled uh, tweens to get home. Over, under, overrated?
2: Uh, well, to get home, I think it's overrated to get home. To get there, it's underrated because you feel the magic of the whole thing. Mm. You just feel the music, music festival magic when everyone's so excited to get there and look so happy, but end of the night, everyone is kind of sweaty and tired and, you know, the gemstones are on people's legs and like stuck to their armpits. And that's just not as much fun. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'll still go. I'll yeah. still, I'll still get bedazzled, right. but on the ride home, it's just a different animal. Right. It's just like, especially cause you barely see any of the festival. You're at the portage on the whole time. So it's like, why did I even put on these like hundred, 200 beads on my body?
1: If I'm not going to be at the the opener right. or the, the main sh- main stage. Right. You were okay. saying, Eli, that when you were at the Portageon and you know doing what you got to do in the bathroom, that you had bedazzles just like on your butt cheeks, like for for a couple of days after. It's just not a good, not a good look.
2: Yeah, well, and if you go back to the Portageon, they keep them there for a while, which is nice. Like it's not just during the festival. Usually, it's a couple of days before I take them down, so I can keep going back. I can stay in line, but then at that point, they're all on my butt cheeks. You know what those are called, by the way? They're
1: called bedingleberries. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys guys the ad's coming next episode the ad's coming don't But don't but dingleberries if you listen this far
2: wow what a wild ride basically just the last minute and we appreciate you and we'll see you next week talking premier league talking everything else coming up in august see you later see you next week
3: grow, um, kind of accepting roles that sophomores don't normally have. And what roles are those? Leaders in whatever position that coach expects us to, uh, to play in. We're not, we're not just a sophomore anymore. We're, we're a role player, a person who stands up and, and makes something happen, an
0: impact player. Um, yeah, honestly.